Welcome everybody to episode 16 of Unaired. Hey, I'm Ed. And I'm Edward IV. And this week we watched a sort of a cult classic pilot. Uh, it's called Heat Vision and Jack. It's so good. It's very out there, but it's definitely definitely a cult classic. So this was even, a what pilot. That, hold on. What does that even mean? Really? So cult classic is basically like, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's essentially something that didn't really garner like major viewership, but within like the small viewership that it had, it's like very well loved. Okay. So like there's a, there's a big following of people that if you talk to them, they'll say that, uh, heat vision or Jack and heat vision is a classic and it is, yeah. it is one of their faves or, or their favorite. Yeah, exactly. Time. So, this was a pilot produced for Fox in 1999. It was executive produced and written by Dan Harmon, the guy that made Community, Rick and Morty. Well, he, he kind of helped make Rick and Morty. He didn't really make it himself. So he co-made it. But, yeah. And it was directed by Ben Stiller. Which is, like, very obvious because of the beginning. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, it was never picked up. And that's a shame. <laughs> well, I don't know why I know and picked this up. Well, you have to think about the time. It was the 1990s. Uh, this is definitely something that would have worked on Adult Swim. I mean, it's mostly mostly towards early 2000. Yeah, it was 1999. Yeah, so. But this is definitely it. Definitely had an Adult Swim vibe to yeah. it. Yeah, I guess I guess it was a little bit early for that. Uh, I guess you would say grungier kind of uh, comedy. Yeah, like. It's sort of out there, like very out there comedy. It's, oh my god! I what I loved about it very much is um, I'm a huge Jack Black fan. No, no mystery about that. Love Jack Black. He's such a bro. Uh, great, great actor. Does a lot of cool things other than acting too, like Tenacious D. Um, but like his acting has a specific style to it, and there was so much of it uh, in this, and I loved that. Yeah, I like to disca- describe it as. Acting, <laughs> yeah, because he does a lot of that. He does. I liked. Uh, well, we'll get into it. I can't. I can't. There's too much shit that I need to talk yeah. about. That's actually in the episode. So this show starts off with Ben Stiller sitting in a library, and he's essentially like, "Oh, why, hello there," and he explains uh, in a little monologue that he had a show here on Fox that was ridiculed and canceled. Then he won an Emmy, and now they're just like, "Oh." We want you to make a show for us. And he explains that. I love that how smug he is about it, too. He's very smug. He says. <laughs> he's like, and look what I got. What's this here? An Emmy. Yeah. He's like, now that I'm incredibly wealthy, I've returned to direct this show about a highly intelligent astronaut and his talking motorcycle. And he uh, references the fact that the special effects are going to rival those of the new Star Wars movie. Wait, what Star Wars movie was at the time? Was that a. Uh... That was uh, episode one. Okay, so he was talking shit then. <laughs> Basically. But, I mean, if you look back, the the uh, episode one special effects are garbage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was talking shit because they're garbage effects. <laughs> Calling them out. He was very ahead of his time. Yeah, and then he uh, he explains how this, this show is going to knock you back on your coal mining asses. And then he rips up a picture of George Lucas was that a and then, was that a reference to uh Zoolander? 
You know, it might have been actually. Isn't isn't his no, dad a wait, coal no, miner? No, no, Zool- actually, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure Zoolander was 2001. Oh shit! Yeah, because Zoolander was supposed to, if I'm not mistaken, it was supposed to premiere like either right before. Did I just blow up in a conspiracy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was supposed to premiere right before, right after 9-11 happened, so something happened with it. I don't remember if they, like, pushed the release or whatever. So, he essentially is just like, okay, well, enjoy this show. And the episode starts. And it starts off with a uh, narration from Heat Vision, the talking motorcycle. Owen Wilson. Yep, Heat Vision is voiced by Owen Wilson. Which is, like, so, like, I don't even, if you watched it, I didn't need to tell you, because... It's you a very, hear, oh, very it, recognizable voice. His voice is so recognizable. It's just, it's music to your ears. I love Owen Wilson's it is. voice. It's a great voice. I I may or may not slip into a terrible Owen Wilson, Wilson impression at some point. So <laughs> just be prepared. I'm, I'm excited. I just have to say, it's just, it's such a, it's such a kind voice. It is a very kind voice. My, my impression of him always resorts to him going, oh, come on, guys. So you just become like Mickey Mouse, <laughs> basically. Basically. So he goes. My friend Jack says the in- universe is infinite. I say the edge is where you find it. And then we see a cook in a diner yelling at a radio because it keeps cutting out, and he keeps smacking it with a spatula, and the radio, with very bad, uh, effects keeps flashing green and it electrocutes the cook and we cut to the title sequence where it essentially explains jack black plays jack austin who is an astronaut who was exposed to solar energy on his final mission and now sunlight makes him the world's smartest man <laughs> he equates and heat it, vision i think he equates it to uh our brain <laughs> our human brains are not unlike cookie dough and when yeah he does that later though he does that he does that later we'll get to that so great so then he explains that he vision is a motorcycle that fused with his unemployed roommate and then it goes into this like theme song and it ends with jack going knowledge is power for real such a good slogan i don't know what the for real was but i liked it it's just, and then it's 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 a Jack Blackian phrase. Is that how you're going to phrase it, I'm, Jack Blackian? I'm making this a thing now. If you Urban Dictionary, get ready. Yeah, Urban Dictionary, make sure you got this tagged and everything that is Jack Blackian. Okay, if it is a Jack Blackian phrase or a Jack Blackian word or or anything Jack Blackian, make sure that it is tagged. So. We come back from the theme song, and it's Jack and Heat Vision riding down a dark road, and it says, Episode 14, The Eyes of Paragon. I don't know why, for a pilot, they said Episode 14. Because, I I think, honestly, it's because they're rebels with a cause, and they don't want to... Well, it is Dan Harmon, and he he likes to flip the script, so it might have been... I don't want the I don't want the establishment to hold them down. I like what they're doing. They're sticking into the yeah. man. Yeah. So they're riding down a road and Heat Vision is just like, I could use some food. That that was a terrible Owen Wilson impression. I'm going to stop doing that. I don't know. You should keep going. Never stop that. <laughs> Do it the whole episode. He's like, 
Oh, come on, I could use some food. And he looks at the gas gauge and the gas is empty. And he's just like, like, okay, we got to get gas. And Jack is driving still to the gas station. And he vision starts talking, saying, remember when I was human and we ran out of gas in Tijuana and got smashed on some cheap tequila and you woke up next to that 72-year-old woman who followed us to the border and they wouldn't let her let us back into America until you kissed her in front of everyone. And he tells him, okay, you need to be quiet because I can't see the road when you <laughs> yeah, talk. Yeah, he's like, I actually can't see the road because every time he talks, the lights flash on and off. Exactly. Like the lights flashing are basically like his mouth opening and closing. So funny. I love that goof. I did because like the second I saw the lights flashing, I'm just like, but how is he going to talk if he can't see yeah, the road? They nailed it. They nailed it because that's what everyone was thinking and they just said it. And then we cut to the diner where the cook, who we find out is named Frank, was essentially possessed by an alien being. And the waitress goes, okay, time to shut the grill off, Frank. And Frank walks forward and goes, your kind is a disease that infects this planet. Very, very Donald Trumpian. Yeah. And he says, you will call me Paragon. Call me master, you worthless monkey whore. And she's just like, oh, God, what's that? Very Donald Trumpian. (laughs) Definitely with that wording. Right. That's exact wording. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump said those exact words about someone at some point in time. She backs up into a jukebox and it turns on, starts playing semi-charmed kind of life by Third Eye Blind. Love that song. Which is, it was very out of place, but I love that song. It's a great song to get murdered to. I mean, it is. And then he goes, all monkey sluts shall be absorbed. And he pulls off his sunglasses. His eyes turn green and they both like she starts screaming. And then we cut to Heat, Vision and Jack pulling up to the gas station, which also houses this diner. And he goes, now we can both fill up. Ah. Who wants premium? And Heat, Vision doesn't respond to the who wants premium. And he's just like, Heat, Vision, I was asked to stay quiet. So like super passive aggressive about it. (laughs) And. Jack walks in and he looks at the walls. Everything's pretty much like kind of destroyed a little bit. And on the walls, it says Paragon and kneel before Paragon. And it's written in what is apparent to be blood. And Heat Vision very comically just drives through the front doors. Like, I love, he drives... I love it because it's such, it's like, it's literally just a motorcycle that they like, I think, just use strings and pulleys to like animate. And it just, it's like smashing into doors and shit. Because don't forget that motorcycles aren't fucking lightweight. They're like 400 pounds. Yeah, and he just gently opens the door by pushing into it. Yeah, so he walks in and he's just like, like, oh, hey, man, we shouldn't be fighting. Oh, what the fuck happened here? (laughs) And he goes, is that, is that blood? And Jack goes, the blood of tomatoes. That was my favorite line. I put that down. I will forever refer to ketchup as the blood of tomatoes. So he looks at a pile of dust on the ground. And he starts like fingering around with it. Probably not the yeah, right word. He starts fingering the, but... uh, the pile of dust. Yeah. Which and... is super inappropriate because it is a female pile of dust. Yeah. Again, going back to Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, very Donald Trumpian. <laughs> so he's like investigating this whole area. And a cop walks in who is played by Christine Taylor who is actually not only Ben Stiller's wife, 
She also was the reporter in Zoolander that ends up dating Derek Zoolander. And also, if you've seen Dodgeball, she is the lady that Vince Vaughn's character is trying to date. She uh, comes in, she's like, freeze. And she points her gun at Jack. And he goes, you shouldn't point those things. They're dangerous. And he goes, I wasn't talking about the gun. So he's trying to be all flirty. And then we hard cut to him getting locked up in jail. And she explains that uh, Heat Vision was locked up in evidence and threatens to call NASA, which is uh, Jack's former employer. And he's just like, no, you can't. And he explains that he was an astronaut, an orbital mix-up brought him too close to the sun. And this is where the cookie dough line comes in. He goes, extensive testing revealed that his brain expanded. And he says, the human mind is not unlike cookie dough. The sun baked mine and caused it to <laughs> rise in its cognitive capacity. It's such a good line. It is. I never thought of it that way, but you know. Yeah. Good I job. I love it. I love that comparison. Could you imagine if Jack Austin, the character, had a show like Bill Nye the Science Guy did? Wow. We could pitch that later. We'll get to the pitches. I, I don't want to, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically explains that when he's in the sunlight, his uh, cognitive ability uh, it rises significantly, and he becomes these. He becomes the smartest man. He on photosynthesizes, him. and he tells the sheriff not to call NASA because NASA is evil, which is true. They have a dangerous man named Ron Silver, a former astronaut and gifted actor. Who's actually actor. an actor? Yeah, he's actually Google an actor. it. Actually, an actor. Yep, Ron Silver is an actor who plays himself. As a villain slash actor in the show. And it's very played up on the actor part. Yep. We'll get to that in a second because the sheriff gets a call about a, ho- a hotel room that is trashed and registered under the name Bob Paragon. He doesn't even try. Doesn't even try. Most generic name so, and then his actual name. Not a fake last name, his actual name. Yep. So uh, Jack warns her, like, be careful, he's not of this world. And she's just like, okay, I mean, I'm not too worried, so bye. Like, you're locked up in this cell, so I'll be back. And he goes, come sunrise, I'll be so intelligent, no cell will be able to hold me. And she goes, yeah, keep telling yourself that. Be careful of Gary. And Gary is the angry German shepherd that is the police dog. You know what's funny is I can always kind of tell when, like, dogs have been trained to make that face and when they're making it actually. And that dog was hella trained, and it was fucking adorable. I want that dog. I wanted to hug it. Like, it was making that face, and I I know I was supposed to be terrified, but I was like, oh, look, it's a puppy. That dog is either dead or 17 17 years old right now. now. Ruining (laughs) this shit. We didn't have to bring age into this. So, Heat Vision pulls up outside once the sheriff leaves, and he's just like, like, oh, Jack, are you in there? He's just like, yeah, Heat Vision, I need you to come help me. And he goes, I can't get inside. Doorknobs, remember? I love that, too. So Jack just looks outside. He goes, he sees the sunrise, and he goes, big ball of gas, light my darkest hour. And Heat Vision goes, okay. And Jack goes, not you. Because <laughs> they're both technically balls of gas. Yeah. I like that line. This show is, like, really, like, it's definitely a Dan Harmon show. You can tell it was by the well writing. Produced. I liked it a lot. 
I enjoyed Dan Harmon, so I enjoyed this. And show. like, even though even though they joked about special effects and stuff, I think the way they did the shitty effects is brilliant. Like, they they did they it did to sh- like be it was funny. tasteful too. You know, like it wasn't they did shitty effects, but they actually how do I put it? Like the lines were clean and everything. Like the filters were kind of bad, but like it was like it, you could yeah. see it was done on purpose by professionals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like they were professionally trying right, to like make this it look is bad. The, this is the worst they could do, and it's still kind of good. Yeah. So the then we cut to the hotel, and the sheriff walks in, and again we see Neil before Paragon written all over the wall. I mean, I do that all the time. I, I don't understand why we're making a big deal out of it. Yeah, you just take lipstick and write on the mirror. You write Neil before Edward. You act like you don't. I mean, I don't because I don't own. The house I live in, so I don't do that. Uh, I don't own my house either, but... Uh, You're going to get an angry call from your landlord tomorrow. You better hope he doesn't listen. (laughs) So, uh, the coroner talks to the sheriff and says that the ashes that they found at the hotel are dehydrated human tissue. Natural. And as they're talking, uh, Ron Silver walks in. And he's just like, I need to ask a few questions. And the coroner is just like, Oh, you're Ron Silver. You were the bad guy in Time Cop. <laughs> and he goes off on this like thing like, oh, can I have your autograph? Okay, give me a piece of paper and a pen. What? what I, I don't have a pen. Okay, well, find a pen and I'll give you an autograph. I, I love how he's like pushing the autograph too. I'm an actor. Yeah. I will give you an autograph. I don't have a pen or a paper. Like he, he doesn't give a shit. He's ready to give it up. Go find one. And he's just like, yeah, well, find one and I'll give you one. So... Uh, he explains that he needs to. Fu- he's looking for a man named Jack Austin, and he shows the picture of Jack to the sheriff. And he goes, "He's a test subject. We were testing the effects of zero gravity on the mentally ill." And she's like, "Oh no! Like, I think Jack is a crazy person now." And then we cut back to the jail cell with the sun rising, and it hits Jack. And once the sun ri- the sun hits Jack, it zooms in on his eye, and we see a very like weird fiery montage where it's basically just pictures of albert einstein and text of e equals mc square just flying around the screen a lot look the only two things that he knows and at the very end of this montage it's just e equals mc squared like copied and pasted like 17 times naturally and then he just like as soon as like the montage ends he's like i'm super smart now he rips out a dog whistle out of his pants pocket and he basically like gets the dog to listen to him by whistling he's just like hey boy i need you to and then and then gary the dog grabs the keys brings him to jack jack opens the door and then gary starts growling at him and he blows the whistle again and gary just starts like chasing his tail for a long which long we time. find out is like a never-ending loop of him chasing his tail he keeps doing it until the um the women sheriff and john silver was it John Silver? Ron, Ron Silver. Silver. Ron Silver show up. Yep, because they walk in and Gary's chasing his tail. And she's like, damn it, Jack escaped. And Ron Silver, with one hand, flips this heavy-ass desk, throws it into a wall. My favorite line from this entire encounter, the, in our interaction rather, is uh, when he goes, I don't, know, I don't know why I found this so funny. I just thought it, it was kind of off and really funny. But he said, oh, did he say which way he was heading? East, West, like what? Then he goes. He takes a pause. He goes 
North? South? It's so funny. Like, it's so off-putting. Like, when you say, ask which direction, which cardinal direction someone someone went. Yep. And she, he uh, basically, like, picks her up by the throat. And she's like, I have questions for you. And he's just like, take those questions and shove them where the sun does not shine. And I was just like, oh, I get it. Because, like, a joke about how Jack's powers come from the sun. And she left him in the sun. And then he got his powers and escaped. Yep, and then he uh, kind of throws her against a wall, and he's just like, you better not shoot me, because I swear to God, I'll kill you if you do. Then we cut to commercial. And when we come back to commercial, it's the scene of Heat Vision getting filled up with gas, and he's moaning. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. Because that's his sex. And they're back at the diner, filling up the gas, and Jack's making this little, like, flip book, trying to, like, explain to himself how Paragon works. And Paragon walks up right in front of Heat Vision and he goes, give me directions to the sunken treasure, which I don't know how he knew that Heat Vision was a talking motorcycle or if he was just kind of like, oh, maybe all motorcycles talk here. But he essentially asked a motorcycle for directions, not knowing that it was a talking motorcycle. Everyone kind of seemed to just blow past the fact that it was a talking motorcycle the whole time. That is true. So Heat Vision goes, Oh, I'm I'm from out of town, buddy. I can't really help you. Wait a minute. Do you work here? Were you here last night? And Paragon's just like, no, I um uh uh and he pulls off his glasses and starts looking at uh Heat Vision, but Heat Vision is a motorcycle. That's not gonna affect him. And Jack walks out and he points his eyes at Jack, and Jack's just like, oh no, ooh, ah, ooh, and he starts flashing green. And it looks like he's crumping this entire time. (laughs) Like his motions were definitely very Jack Black. So like I started laughing. And the effects. (laughs) They were so bad that it was so funny. The special effects were spot on. And then he visions just like, oh no, you don't. And he loops around and runs into Paragon. And Paragon gets back up and just tips Heat Vision over. Because motorcycles are much like turtles in that once they go down, they can't get back up on their own. Even if you try and get them back up, I've had that happen to me and it's not fun. And then Paragon goes back to making Jack turn green and crump and the cop shows up and Paragon just walks away and the sheriff's just like, oh, did he get away? And he vision responds with, listen, lady, he pushed me over. I can't do anything. I love it. <laughs> She's like oh yeah did you get away it's like you pushed me over lady (laughs) so the sheriff explains that ron silver tracked them down and that they can hide out at her grandmother's house so they can kind of lay low and we cut to them at the grandmother house and he visions outside and a bunch of kids are playing on him uh the sheriff and jack are looking outside and she's just like he's so human how long did it take you to build him and then Jack explains that he vision is an accident. When they found out what happened to his brain, they wanted to remove it. And he called his roommate, Doug, and asked him to come pick him up. And as he was, like, trying to escape the facility, Ron Silver pulled out this, like, laser gun and started, like, about to shoot Jack. And Doug's just like, watch out! And he and Jack jumped out of the way. The way he said watch out, too, is hilarious. It's true, because it wasn't Owen Wilson playing Doug, so it was just Owen Wilson dubbing over some guy going, watch out. Yeah, it was hilarious. And so, Jack jumped out of the way, and 
the laser beam hit Doug and merged him with the bike. And in the words of Jack Black, Doug died that day and Heat Vision was born. Exactly. And while they're talking, Heat Vision just drives into the house, like in through the front door into the house very slowly, the same way he did with the diner. And he goes, hey guys, do you have some matches? We're going to set fire to some leaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and right after that, they uh, they just basically ignore him. And Jack and the sheriff have some like very deep conversation about Jack being on the run. Which I have no absolute, like absolutely no reference to because the entire time I was just looking at the fact that Heat Vision was chilling in the living yep. room. And that's the thing. like They did this for like a funny juxtaposition. Yeah. Because they're having this super deep conversation, and he vision just goes, "This is a great place. Your grandmother must be rich." So after that, Jack and the sheriff just start making out, and she wakes up the next morning, and he's not in bed with her. So she walks into the living room. He vision is watching Doctor Who, and Jack walks in with this little device he made, and he explains that Paragon is an alien signal. And it uses the optic nerve as the main channel. And once he's like looking at someone, like looking them in the eye to take control of them and like disintegrate them, that's when he's vulnerable. And that's when they need to use this device to strike. And he vision goes, yeah, he'll be para gone. Get, Get it? it. That's his fucking name. Yep. And he and the sheriff's just like, well, Heat Vision was the last one to, like, see him, so maybe he has information. And she starts talking to him slowly, like, Do you have any information about where he went? So, he's just like, Yeah, he said he was uh, going to the sunken treasure, but, like, we're not near any water. And she goes, Oh, the sunken pleasure. And it cuts to a strip club. And Paragon walks in. And a lady's just like, do you want a lap dance? What? Do you want a lap dance? Yes, you will dance on Paragon's lap. I love the way he says that. I like, if I'm never going to go to a strip club because you, um, <laughs> like, I don't know. They're just sweat, sweaty, gross places that 40-year-old stockbrokers go when they hate their lives. So I'm not down with that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways... Um, I just love the way he said it. Like, if I ever did go to a strip club, I would be like, yes, you will dance on Edward's lap. <laughs> so, uh, they go off screen and it like goes around showing like different scenes of the strip club, kind of like being like, oh, this is what the strip club looks like. And then like. comes in and a scream and it's from, well, no, first, what? first I need to say it shows the DJ and that DJ is none other than Ben Stiller. Was that Ben Stiller? That was Ben Shit, Stiller. Shit, I didn't even realize. He was really decked out. Yeah, and then we hear the scream. And some some two guys playing pool are just like, Hey, that guy disintegrated Jasmine. Yeah, it didn't go... Like, usually if you see someone get disintegrated, you go straight over. Or you call the police. But or just you like, run. That's a like, natural response, too. I wouldn't blame yeah. anyone for running. But instead, they're just like, We're going to fight this guy. Bad choice. And he just starts to skip the disintegrating people left and right. And that's when Heat Vision and Jack burst through the wall and scream, Jack attack. And Jack starts fighting Paragon and he has these sunglasses on. So that way 
Paragon can't like use the eyeballs to disintegrate him. So during this fight, uh, Jack's sunglasses get pulled off and he's just like, oh no. And then he turns around, sees a stripper, pulls her bra off and covers his eyes with Badass. it. Badass. And Heat Vision's just, yep. And Heat Vision's just like, I'll be your eyes, man. And he's directing him like, okay, punch now, turn left. There's a stripper pole behind you. And he like grabs the stripper pole, swings it, swings around it and kicks Paragon. And during this fight, Ron Silver walks in through the hole that they made in the wall and points a gun at them. And that's when uh, the sheriff comes in and smashes the device they were going to use to capture Paragon. And it breaks like it's made of paper mache. Yeah, she smashes it over Ron's head and it just basically yeah, disintegrates it, it over his head. It just explodes and then here comes one of my favorite parts. So this is where Heat Vision uh, tells her to get off the rug and then floors it so he rips the rug out from under Ron Silver and I thought that was pretty badass. Yep. And essentially Ron Silver gets uh knocked out. But he essentially but he vision mentions that Ron Silver's there and Jack goes, Silver, silver, silver. And he pauses and like freezes. And Paragon is just like, Oh, he's distracted. So he kicks him. And in the process, the stripper pole falls down into the speaker. And while this is happening, the sheriff takes handcuffs handcuffs Ron Silver to a uh, pole on the wall. And then Jack goes, wait, I got an idea because I'm still stu- still super smart. And he throws the stripper pole that's in the speaker at Paragon. Paragon catches it and he yells to the DJ. He goes, press record. And once he presses record, it sucks Paragon into a cassette tape. I thought that was fucking sick. It was the most metal yep. way to defeat an enemy. I've ever seen. And then then the DJ pulls the cassette tape out and he goes, do you want me to label this? <laughs> but it's... After that, we cut to outside and there's three strippers that are like fawning over heat vision like, oh my god, it's a cool talking motorcycle. The sheriff and Jack kind of walk off on their own and she goes, I love sunsets. And he goes, I don't. <laughs> and okay, I missed that part. Um, where he said I don't and so like the next 30 seconds when he was like screaming in pain when she was talking to him I was so confused yeah he's explaining like how Paragon works and like he's being super smart about it using all these super smart turns but as the sun goes down he's just like ah ooh ah and he's like you need to dispose of him in the proper method and she goes what is it and he goes ah ooh ah ah and the sun goes completely down. And he's just His like... His face goes flat like he's like just emotionless. He's like, oh. Yeah. And then he's like, eh, throw it away. Because like his intelligence is gone now. So he just resorts to just toss it in the trash. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, Jack, why can't you just stay here with me? And he goes, everyone I get close to dies. So I need to keep going. And she's just like, okay. So they make out and they leave. And the sheriff goes back to arrest Silver, but he's gone. He's out of the handcuffs. And the show essentially ends with He Vision and Jack just driving off and Ron Silver in a car. He's on the phone. He's like, okay, I'm one step behind him. And he hangs up and he goes, you can't run forever. So basically what we've learned from this entire episode is two things. One, Ron Silver is out there. He is real. 
and he's coming to find all of you. Hide. Well, actually, Hide. Ed, Ed, Eddie, um, Ron Silver died in like 2009. Ron Silver's a ghost. He's out there and he's coming <laughs> to find you. Hide. And second of all, second lesson here is, I don't even need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Cassettes are not only one of the worst forms of audio playing in the world, they're inherently evil, and you should never use them if you have any other option. Yes, even 8-track. Well, that's why they that's why they trapped Paragon in it. It's so evil. Inherently evil. And I think this is just an origin story of how cassettes became evil. It might be. It might be. That's why they didn't pick it up. They didn't want you to see this. This was picked up by the big the, cassette the one person tape. did pick it up. You know who? The fucking government. NASA picked it up because NASA's evil and they wanted to cover it up. <laughs> yeah, the cassette lobbyists were just like, no, Fox, you can't put this, this on is air. This disinformation leading us away from the truth and into a pile of further lies. Okay, so Eddie, I'm going to let you start this off because I have a little bit of an outline of what I want to talk about. So I'm going to let you start off. If this had been picked up, what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen? Well, you need... A, okay, so you got Owen Wilson in it, right? Yep. So you already know who we need on the show. Vince Vaughn. So I don't know how he would enter the show, but I think it would be like he was a long-lost buddy of Heat Vision, and he... But, but like, him and... So he, he was a friend yeah, of he Doug was a friend, before he was, Doug Exactly, he was a friend Vision. of Doug. Um, but he never ended up hearing about what happened to Doug. They just lost contact, so he never heard about the accident or anything. Um, so he runs into Heat Vision at a bar, and because Heat Vision yeah, is just he, chilling, I can Heat I just Vision picture just Heat Vision at a bar, and he's got like a hose um, going into like a thing of oil or some shit. I don't I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, because that just totally fits into those shows. I know, um, but anyways, and he's like talking to. He orders a drink or something, and he's like, I know that voice. It's like, Doug? And he's like, I guess it would just be Vince, because they go by the first names in this fucking show. Yeah. So he'd be like, Doug, and Heat Vision would be Vince? like, I go by Heat Vision I now. I go by Heat Vision now. And yeah. Um, but yeah, they rekin- re- re- rekindle their friendship. And then, like, we could have a subplot where Jack's just like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. I never like this guy. Because always, always the new friend is going to be jealous of the old friend. And then, like, the end of the episode, we could find out that Vince Vince was just working for NASA this whole time. No, 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 And no, no, Jack's no. just like, I told Vince you so. Vince was actually Ron Silver the whole time. This was all a ploy by Ron Silver to get um, Heat Vision to trust him. But he could be like, but I thought you were Vince. Vince died. Vince died five years ago. I killed him. I merged him with a scooter. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I like that episode. Thanks. I like that idea. I'm not excited for yours. Okay, so you want to get to mine now? <laughs> I take it as you just want to get this part over with. I'm excited and terrified. Let's do this. All right. So the way I envision this, this is actually the most thought and detail I've gone into a show ever for this Which podcast. Which is why I'm scared. So I envision this as being picked up for four episodes total. Episode one, the pilot that we just watched, that's included in this. this that's all canon. 
So episode two, this show is about a guy and a talking vehicle. You know what else is about a guy and a talking vehicle? Night Rider. There's going to be a Night Rider, Night Rider crossover. That's what episode two is going to be. So Michael Knight is kidnapped by this giant space amoeba that's obsessed with him. And Kit, the car, comes to Heat Vision and he's just like, oh, I need help. And like, you have a talking vehicle, so I trust you guys. So he goes to those two for help. And they do all this research trying to figure out everything about this amoeba, this space amoeba. Because, you know, we had Paragon, the space alien thing. So we got to stick with this little alien thing for episode two. And they're just like, oh, shit, it's night. We got to wait till morning. Let's, like, let's just get some sleep and I'll figure out something in the morning when it's sunny and I'm smart. So Jack goes to sleep and Heat Vision and Kit are talking. And Heat Vision goes, uh, I, I got to go. And Heat Vision starts questioning his sexuality because he's just like, I'm a bike. How am I attracted to a car? And he's just like, you know what? I've decided I'm a bisexual. You're doing no, so I'm good a bike. until this point. Wait, wait. <laughs> he goes, I've decided I'm a bisexual. No, I'm a bike sexual. You were doing so good <laughs> until this point. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, he decides like, okay, you know what? I'm going to pursue this relationship with the car from Knight Rider. God damn. So <laughs> they end up dating and... Like, the scenes where they're investigating stuff, you know how, like, Heat Vision, like, strolls on through the doors, like, calmly? Yes. Well, Kit's a car. He can't do that. So he just, like, bursts through walls like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> that sounds fucking great. So eventually they uh, find out where this amoeba is taken, uh, Michael Knight, and they save him. And Kit and Heat Vision... They decide they're both bi- they're both bike sexuals, and they're just like, "Will I ever see you again?" And kids just like, "Maybe I'll see you at night," because like you know, we gotta have some puns. Uh, ha, 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 yeah, because like their adventures, you know, he vision and Jack. I feel like their adventures gotta take place mostly during the day, because you know the superpowers that Jack gets during I the suppose, day. but I feel like. To make a show interesting, you can't have his superpowers available the whole time. That's true. There has to be some strife. Which is what I'm going to get to in the next episode. So, episodes three and four, they're going to be a two-part series finale. So, part one, Ron Silver tracks them down because, like, all the media coverage about Kit and Michael Knight showing up, he's just like, oh, now I know where Heat Vision and Jack are. So, he kidnaps Heat Vision. And it's at night, so Jack can't figure out all this stuff. He's just like, oh no, Like my friend's been taken. I'm not smart, so I can't figure it out. So he gets depressed and starts drinking. And then we cut to Ron Silver, and he's back at NASA. And he's talking to Heat Vision. He's just like, if you're going to kill me, just do it. And he's just like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. Not like, not like the Joker does. I just realized I sound a lot like the Joker <laughs> and Suicide Squad. But it's not like that. He's just like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to unmerge you from this motorcycle. So he's just like, what? Yeah, I'm going to take you out of this, t- take you out of this motorcycle. So he unmerges the two and he's just like, okay, bye, Doug. And Doug leaves. He's just like, I'm free. Ron Silver plants the empty motorcycle and he's just like, okay, so like Jack's going to take this bait. And Jack, now he's drunk and he's not smart because it's still night. 
he falls for that bait and he's captured. And that's how this like first part of the series finale is going to end. I don't like how he just gave up his motorcycle so easily. You know, how would you feel if you were trapped in a motorcycle? He's like, oh, I'm excited. I'm human again. Uh, Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? I have. It's pretty fucking great. But now he doesn't have to date cars. He can date women. Yes, but I would. What's the point of dating women and how you're going to get the woman if you don't have a fucking badass motorcycle? True. So anyways, that's how the uh, first part of this series, this two part series finale ends. So part two is going to start up with Ron Silver. He puts Jack in a windowless room and he's just like, you're never going to see the light of day again. Like another little joke about like the solar powered superpowers. Everyone's ripping on the fact that his superpowers are bipolar. So he uh, basically is interrogating uh, Jack over every excruciating detail of the accident that gave him the super intelligence. And then we cut back to Doug. He's trying to adjust to being human again. And we have like a little montage where like in this little montage, he's doing stuff like he's like, oh, I'm hungry. So he drinks gasoline and then spits it out like, I can't drink this. I'm human. And then he's like in line at the grocery store and these people aren't moving. So he just starts honking at them. (laughs) He just starts yelling honk. Yep, essentially. And then this montage like ends and we cut back to Ron Silver. And he's just like still interrogating Jack. And Jack's like, why are you doing this? And Ron Silver reveals that he wants to try and replicate this accident on himself so he can become the smartest man on earth. And so now that he knows all these details, he launches himself into space. Then we cut back to Doug's little story. Doug comes home to his apartment and he notices his motorcycle heat vision is just chilling in a parking spot. And there's a little note on it saying like, oh yeah, um, we're returning this to you. Love NASA. And he notices like, he's just like, wait a minute. I haven't heard from Jack in a while. And he, he realizes that Jack's been captured and he goes, you know what? I got to merge back with this bike. So he uh, sneaks into NASA, takes that laser beam, shoots himself in the bike. And now he's merged back into heat vision. And he goes and he speeds through the hallways, bursts through doors. And then he finds Jack and he saves him. And Jack's like, heat, you're a bike again. Yeah, I needed to, I, I needed to do it. I needed to save you. Also, my relationship with Kit, the car, was kind of frowned upon when I was a human. And then uh, the two were just like, wait a minute, Silver. And Jack's just like, we got to stop it. And Ron Silver's up in space right now, coming close to the coordinates he needs to. And he, Vision, and Jack make it into a control room. And they take manual control of the ship and they launch it into the sun rather than getting close to the sun and thus killing Ron Silver. Bye bye, Silver. And that's basically how the series ends. Well, I wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And that's when we get our spinoff. God. Kit and Heat. It's about... <laughs> it's about... Damn it. It's going to be a traditional sitcom where Kit from Knight Rider and Heat Vision are living in an apartment in New York and they got a baby. And they're just living through life trying to raise a baby as a car and a motorcycle. Raising a human baby. How much meth did you take before you came up with this <laughs> specific idea? Honestly, th- this was not part of my whole no thing, meths? but I wanted to throw you this. No, I didn't do okay. any meths. Uh, this little spinoff, I just thought of that in my head, and I wanted to throw you through a loop. 
So that was not part of my original plan. You threw me through something. But like there could be like, you know, those two are in a relationship now. So like Heat Vision could be like, put it in my tailpipe. Uh... But yeah, that is uh that is my very thought out season one season four episode outline. Well done, sir. Thank you. You didn't kill me. I didn't. Just severely harmed my mental well being. I feel like that would definitely like, you know, fit with the theme of this show. So it would. Yeah. So do you have anything to add? Um, 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 um. Oh, 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 good news. I am going to be recording the first episode of Edward's Seventh Circle of Hell um, very soon. So if you are interested in paranormal stuff, true uh, crime, murder, really just, just fucked up shit, you're into fucked up shit. It's a home for all freaks of all kind. So stay tuned to all the fans of this podcast if you're into that kind of stuff and Definitely uh, tune into Edward's Seventh Circle of Hell. Yep. So that's uh, a few episodes back. Eddie announced he was working on something. That's what he's uh, currently working on. Yeah, yeah. He's once uh, once it's more like concrete. Once he has everything all set, we'll definitely announce the dates. Announce yeah. the launch. Yeah, we'll announce the launches on our whatever episode that's closest to. And yeah. So other than that. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. We're at on our podcast. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we have a website. Yeah, now, we do. Because we're such businessmen. Yeah, so it's just unairedpodcast.com. So on that site, uh, we're going to be doing like little blog posts. I put up a blog post, I think, the day that this episode went up. And the day before this episode went up, we put up our first little bit of exclusive content. Uh, we're going to have, I'm not quite sure what exactly we're going to do for exclusive content, but for now, Bloopers. every few episodes, yeah, for now, every few episodes, uh, the bloopers from like every two or three episodes are going to go up. Right now we have episode 14 and 15 bloopers merged up as like one file. They're up on there right now as exclusive content. But yeah, definitely check that. You can find all of our episodes there. You can download them from there. You can just listen to them from there. Pretty much. Uh, did I say our Instagram? Yeah. Our Instagram we have. That's all set up. It's unaired podcast. Just look for that. Yeah. Look for them nudes. Uh, yeah. Eddie's going to post all, all of them. them feet pics for you feet people out there. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, shout out to sounds like an earful.com for the theme song we use. Um, other than that, I think that's it. I think that is it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Well, you didn't do the sign-off. Oh, yeah. My, oh, I <laughs> forgot that. How could I forget? <laughs> Good thing I'm here. Good thing you're here. We've had that sign-off for two episodes. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready? Yeah. Just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.